Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by Phil from Australian indie dance trio Crooked Colours. Phil, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Um, oh, sorry, I'm great, mate. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Oh, no, it's, um, it's a pleasure to be, uh, to be chatting to you today, actually, man. It's, um, it's been a bit of a long time coming, this one. Um, I think, where are, you, uh, where are you joining us from? And uh, and what you've been up to today? I'm um, currently at my manager's house in uh, Bondi, Sydney. Nice, very nice. Um, weather's a bit foul, so it's not the, the classic Bondi that you'd expect, <laughs> but uh, it's still nice to be here. <laughs> um, just uh, just working on some music actually today in the studio. So awesome, awesome. Staying um, busy. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, good stuff, man. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the band before we talk about what you what you guys have been up to um, more recently, Phil. Um, uh, obviously, you guys kind of a, a bit of a blend of indie house and pop. Um, I'm curious to know about your origins in music and and sort of what you were listening to growing up, um, how you met the other guys, and and what has sort of inspired the the Crooked Colors sound. Um, growing up, I guess um, we had a lot of L- my my dad had a lot of LPs kind of lying around the house. Um, mm. And when I was real young, I listened to a lot of Queen, a lot of Elton John, um, and just kind of other random bits and bobs, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Not not that that, I think, in- influenced me much in making music. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest influence for us was where we met as a band. We grew up in a, in a kind of small surf town, so we listened to a lot of kind of laid-back surfy music and we kind of picked up guitars to try and you know see if we can do it ourselves and yeah, yeah. basically started from there and then when uh, we were a bit older got into our teens we got introduced to kind of the Australian electronic scene around like 2007 2008 and we had bands like Banshee and the presets and yes. cut copy and stuff like that that really influenced us having um having been um doing this for a, f- a few years now um how have you kind of seen the electronic industry uh or the electric yeah the electronic uh kind of space change in oz like what how, how is that looking at the moment in in australia um i think it was uh really kind of healthily um propped up by a lot of bands that were able to deliver electronic music in a live way yeah um Bands like Rufus to Soul and, and the presets, especially that bought, you know, electro dance music or uh, kind of like euphoric dance music, but delivered it as a band. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of gone a really healthy scene over here. I see a lot of people that would write music, DJ it, and then turn it into a live show. And I think it just brought a lot to the whole festival scene and the live touring scene and uh, inspired a lot of young kids to kind of get into music. Yeah, definitely. Did you guys? So do you get? You say you guys met, um, kind of grew up in the same town, right? Yeah, yeah. We are kind of. There's a small surf town in uh, in Western Australia called Sigar Harbour where we were kind of all hanging around, um, trying to surf and and be cool. And <laughs> kind of met met at the pub actually. Yeah, yeah. No, very good. Um, how? Uh, I mean, it, I, I'm kind of curious to know a bit about your uh, kind of process in the studio. Feel. I mean, it must vary depending on what kind of track you're working on. Um, but do you have a general way of doing things? Like, are you mostly doing things in the box, or 
you know, I know you've been sort of bringing in some more organic instrumentation on some of your recent projects and using, you know, more synths and that kind of stuff. Um, tell us a little bit about that side of things for you guys. Yeah, I mean, when we started, Leon's uh, garage was kind of full of a, old bits and bobs that him and his dad had collected. So he had an old Juno 60 and, and an old MS-20 and, and all these kind of really cool vintage synths. Yeah, nice. So that definitely got us got us kind of engaged in, in the out-of-the-box stuff. Um, I think in terms of production now with with programs like Ableton, makes it super accessible for everyone to kind of get stuck into production. And so I think once we have an idea and once we have, you know, field recordings or have written something out of the box, it ends up becoming very in the box anyway. Um, but in terms of songwriting, we do everything very separately. So Leon and I will produce separately. We'll get like a, you know, a collection of tracks or loops or something together before we then take it to the band and, and explore it further. And then usually the vocal comes at the end. So we'll have five or six demos that are just instrumentals and then we'll sit down and try and, and put a vocal to that. What's your studio set up like, Phil? Did you you, you said you've been at the studio today um, at your manager's place. Is that somewhere that you just go and jam? Um, do you have like your own home studio set up or, yeah, what's the, what's the crack there? Um, so usually... The, the majority of this record that we're bringing out was we had a uh, when COVID happened, I was in LA busy doing a bunch of sessions and and trying to um, kind of um, upskill a little bit. And then COVID happened, we all went back to to Western Australia and just leased an old kind of I guess it, it, like old house in Fremantle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and turned the, the living room and the bedroom upstairs into two studio rooms. Um, and then kind of just try to fill it with stuff that would inspire us or get us, you know, writing music and, yeah, and re- yeah. wrote, the, wrote the majority of it in there, yeah. Okay. Um, so we kind of just picked, a, you know, a couple of nice toys to play with and then, yeah, went from there. But now kind of because we travel a lot as well, whenever I'm in a city like Sydney or LA or whatever, I'll just try and take any downtime and just book a studio um and see if anyone any of my mates are around or keen to to work on stuff and i've found that usually you get a lot more creative when you're when you're in a in a different environment somewhere new yeah yeah it usually um spurs a bit of creativity so don't want to waste those opportunities yeah yeah for sure for sure so were you guys all out of the country when when, i don't want to dwell on it too much phil but when the pandemic first happened were you all yeah were you all out of the country at that at that point we were kind of at the tail end of a, a long stint in the US. We've done a tour um, and then hung around a bit for some writing. And then the other two lads came home. One was living in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, Leon was living in, in Perth already. And I, was, I stayed on in LA to, to stay there for another 12 months. So we were all in different cities and then ended up back in Perth, which was kind of nice because I'd spent about four years living away from family and stuff like that. Okay. So it was a, a, a gift in disguise, really. Yeah, it sounds like it's quite a welcome kind of break coming home. Like you kind of needed that. Um, but uh, yeah, how how are things yeah, how, how are things are over there at the moment, Phil? Obviously, you know, you, you know, things have calmed yeah, down look, a little bit now. It, but yeah, yeah, things have definitely calmed down. But the landscape's obviously changed. I'm sure it's the same uh, around the world. Mm. Um, just f- for the sheer length of how long COVID was a part of our lives, I think 
um, a lot yeah. of the industries, you know, had to pivot and change and shift. So things are kind of starting to get back now uh, a little bit here, but it's still a bit shaky. I think probably in another 12 months or so, we'll be back to, to, to uh, full engines. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, you mentioned um, getting in the studio recently, working on a on a recent track. Is that something that's uh, a new release that's coming out? Because I know you guys released uh, Feel It earlier this year, um, and there's been a bunch of remixes yeah. of that as well already. Um, it's it is it's a banging track. Um, was that one written and recorded kind of while the pandemic was still going on, Phil? Yeah, that one was started back in LA and it kind of hung on my hard drive for about 12 months before I looked at it again. And then, um, it was actually a bit of an annoying story. I left a laptop on a, on a flight to Atlanta oh. and, um, for some reason I usually back everything up. And for some reason that project file was living on the laptop at the time. So I, I lost it and then oh, I had to recreate mate. it, which took, took, took me a, a while again. And then yeah, yeah. that finally saw the light of day, but no, the recent, recent sessions, we've got a single coming out. Um, we're just trying to pin down the release date now in a couple of weeks. Um, so that's going to be a new track. And then nice. obviously got, got an album's worth that's going to be released in the very near future as well. Fantastic. That's something to look forward to. Are you, um, are you kind of approaching this, this album in, in a similar way to previous projects? Are you, uh, in terms of the Sonics, like, are you, you know, are you consciously doing anything kind of different with this one or, uh, just kind of, you know, sticking with the same kind of uh, formula? Um, yeah, we're not deviating too far from the path, yeah. Um, yeah. really. I guess I guess the main difference is just, you know, two, three, three years of of um, more experience working with very talented people and, sure. and trying to kind of hone the craft a little bit. So mm. hopefully there's a little bit more maturity, a little bit more development in the sound. Um, but no, we've... we've, we've, we've kept it very crooked colors still this this record cool cool and uh i'm curious to know you saying that about um when we're talking about songwriting and, and production and stuff do you guys kind of share the share the load in that respect with like the songwriting and, and the and the production and um how do you kind of split that up you did you did briefly mention um sort of who does what what are you doing more yeah of so we 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 write very separately. So Leon and I basically do the the, the uh, majority of the production rights. Yeah. But we'll we'll do that on our kind of own time and in, in separate studios. Um. And then once we have kind of a body of work, then we get together and nut down and and try to kind of find a, a cohesive pattern there. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it comes comes to writing lyrics, we basically. We'll have a sit down and you know say like what what's something that we want to cover or what, what's something that is inspiring us at the moment and then um, I'll usually go and top line that okay. kind of after the song's been produced. Cool, cool. And uh, you mentioned um, you know working with uh, some of the some of the artists you've worked with or some of the some of the talent you've worked with over the last um, couple of years. And I'm just looking at some of the some of the people you've collaborated with, man. Um, uh, Josiah, Mars Wolf, um, Hermitude, like some some pretty uh, yeah. cool collabs there. Um, te- yeah, tell us a little bit about those, Phil. Sort of how some of those have come about, and um, you know, are you planning on on doing a bit more of that? Yeah, we're super open to to working on collabs and working with other people. I think that's, that's something that we get a lot out of. Yeah, um, yeah. 
in our careers and, and yeah, just learning from other people, seeing how they operate is, is always really interesting. Um, also, just on the technical side, Cassian uh, mixed the majority of this album, who's who's a real gun. I know he mixes a lot of other people, he mixes all the Rooker stuff and kind of just seeing how he operates in the studio is always yeah. amazing to watch. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we, we love especially, like, collaborating with people outside of our genre as well yeah. just seeing how they approach something that's kind of probably not in their ballpark usually yeah yeah um i think that's where the, the magic usually kind of happens yeah awesome you uh how, how are you looking on the live show side i know you've got a bunch of things planned um i don't know if some of them have happened already phil um and i'm reading yeah. that you're you're opening for louis the child at, at red rocks um in october which is i know it's a, a little way off but it's um i mean yeah it's gonna come around quick that's that sounds like a good one yeah absolutely that's that's one that was uh that's one of the first casualties of code for us oh really um so, so that one's been uh that one's been on the back burner for a while so okay. we're super excited to do that that's that's basically the in my opinion one of the best venues in the world so i'm, I'm really yeah, excited yeah. to get there and play some music um there's a yeah there's a couple of other other big bucket list ones which we missed out on but i hope we'll get back there yeah. in the next 12 months or so um but no yeah we've got plenty of shows lined up we've got um big tour in the u.s coming at the end of the year and then a bunch of festivals in australia and then hopefully get over to the uk and europe again next year yeah i was gonna say when's the next time you're over in the in the uk i know you guys um do you tend to is that where you tend to if you're not touring in oz you're touring in the states is that generally how you guys yeah we did towards towards the start of our careers we we actually spent a bit of time in uk europe um yeah uh and australia and then i think kind of just how it happened with with, with scheduling wise we ended up doing a large stint in the u.s so yeah yeah it's been a long time between drinks for us um Mm. coming back to the uk so we're, we're hungry for it for sure yeah good stuff man good stuff and what else have you got in the pipeline phil um it sounds like there's a lot going on um, and lots to be excited about but what are you sort of personally looking forward to uh, the most that, that that's coming up um, mate honestly it's just uh, about making up a bit of lost time so we're going to hit the hit the ground running pretty hard on touring um, promoting this record and yeah and kind of trying to get back to to be, being busy and working again so me personally looking forward most to, to just playing shows and, and being able to connect with yeah. with uh, fans and audiences again and that's kind of why why we started doing this whole thing so that's uh, that's it for me yeah absolutely feeling a bit of that that energy again um yeah yeah definitely, 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 definitely been missed definitely been missed um yeah great i mean um i think that's a nice place for us to to round it up phil it's been um it's been great chatting and uh and and thank you so much for your time no dramas, Colby. Thanks for having me, mate. No worries. Um, all the best of everything you guys have got going on at the moment, Phil. And um, you know, uh, you know, give my regards to the to the guys. And uh, hopefully, we'll catch up very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Hope to see you at the show soon. Nice one, man. <laughs> Take care. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.